0: Welcome to New and In Between, hosted by me, Mia Quinn Maddox, where I'll be discussing the hows and whys to my journey towards my faith. I've learned through my highs and lows that this path is not mine to travel alone. Join me mid journey as I embrace my wins, losses, and everything in between. Hi, everyone, and welcome to New and In Between. I have the pleasure to welcome one of my good and dear friends. Brian. Brian, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you. This is like really big, you know.
0: Let me let me explain to everyone. So I was a stylist for 15 years. I started when I was 20. I was 20 years old. So I know Brian maybe 20 years? Yeah, man. 20 years? Yes. And let me just break down how I know Brian. So in my era of styling, we had budgets and we had big budgets. And when you had a big budget, you were able to go into stores and purchase clothes. And for, for me, like New York City, we had tons of stores, but you, if you wanted exclusive stuff, if you wanted things that were just not in the regular stores besides like Barney's, um, you would go to the atrium because atrium always had something that no one else did. So when you would go to atrium, you kind of connected with someone and, and you knew their style and you would... Uh, okay, I'm dressing this person this time. Let me hit Brian. Oh, I'm dressing this person. Let me hit Andre or let me hit um, oh God. I mean, it was it was so many people that I worked with in that store, but Brian, me and Brian have just stayed connected over over the years. Um, even after I, I stopped being, you know being a stylist, we always just kept in contact. And then you follow, we follow each other on Instagram, which kind of gives you the ability to, you know, make sure that you're checking in on people. And I mean, you see what you, whatever they want you to see. But it's like at the end of the day, it still makes you relevant in people's lives. Absolutely. So Brian started a clothing line and um, we, we had a few conversations about the clothing line. But for the most part, Brian was like the key to all the dope shit when you were a stylist. So if you didn't have a Brian or a Jason or a Andre or a who's who are the, some of the girls? Oh man. Oh my god, what was the um the the African girl, dark What's the skin. Girl's name? Uh, you can't even describe her. Nancy. Nancy. Ooh, if you yeah. didn't have a Nancy, Nan- yeah. Nancy used to run the Robin store in yes. Garden State Plaza. Yep. But if you didn't have one of those, you kind of like you guys were like our keys to all the dope shit that yep. nobody else had. So when you would build these relationships, they would make sure that they had the exclusive stuff to the side for you. Or they would, I would say, yo, Brian, I got a video. I need everything that you got for Banks. And then Brian would just run through the store and all I would do is come and pick it up. And I wouldn't have to see it because I would trust that Brian knows the aesthetic of what I've been, how I've been dressing Banks or how I've been dressing 50 or whoever it is that I call him for. And he's going to make sure that he pulls all the dopest pieces so being a stylist is a collaborative effort because at the end of the day it's like I create the image but there are, are lots of key components and people. It's not just us who build the look. It's Brian's and people in these stores who you're calling. And, and they're in the store, so they know it's in the store. So being a stylist is not just a, a one-person job. There's still a team of people that we work with to make sure that we, you know, get these looks correct. And, and Brian was that was was that to me. Brian, tell me, how, how did you start working at the atrium? I started working at Atrium
1: when I was... Twenty years old. Um, I first got hired there. Actually, I used to apply there when Daniel Winchester was there. Anybody that used to go to the atrium back in the day. It was a guy named Daniel Winchester. He had dreads like everywhere. Like
0: they were just, like weird, like weird, crazy. He had he had crazy dreads before the crazy dread thing was a yeah. uh, trend. Yep, because he was from Miami. Yeah, and that's how guys in Miami wore their hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you if you shot that age you remembered his hit. it was always I mean it was always beautiful. Yeah. It was just not what we were used to. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. go ahead, I remember him.
1: So I uh I I went in there one day and I was I said, because uh, once I started going to Soho, like it was over for me. Like I I did not stay home. I used to play I used to play basketball where I lived and um once my mother put me on that train to go to the city, I Where I where did you park. grow up? Uh, I grew up in Queens, north side of Queens, and pretty rough neighborhood, but um, I was never like the kid in the streets. I usually just went to the park, but I was always creative, and most of the guys that were in the street would always tell me like, yo, bro, just don't be out here. This ain't for you. You really got something going. My mom put me on the train one day for the first time, and I made it to Soho. And I just, I never turned back after that. Like, How old were you? 16 when I first got on the train.
0: Damn, you know what's so crazy? Me and my sister been riding the train since I was in the fourth grade. She yeah. was in the second grade because we're two, two years apart. Okay. Yeah. We went yeah. to school. We lived in East Flatbush. We went to school on Park Slope. Oh, you okay. okay. Um, we used to take the school bus. And then one day I was like, the school bus is whack. I want to take the train. And me and Lauren just started taking the train by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then my mother found out and she was like, y'all been taking the train this long and I've been right. paying for the school bus. Right. She didn't care that we was taking the train. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then when we was, we've been, I mean, I haven't taken the train in a thousand years now, but it's, that's how, like, city kids, you put your kids on the subway train with thousands of strangers yes. by themselves, yep. and it's nothing like, literally. I mean, different times also, but it's still like you see little kids on the train all the time. Yep. So you get so, on the train, you make it to Soho. So
1: and I got off for Houston, West Houston, and I'm looking around like, yo, this is a whole new world, like different, very different. I passed Atrium one day. I looked in, I'm like, dang, that store is fire, man. Just like you know, I was just so you know amazed, like I was so like uh, inspired. And so i walked in and when you anybody knows like when you if you went to atrium back in the day like when you walked in atrium like that was like an experience it wasn't just the clothes but like you walked into some music, stuff
0: they had loud music everything yeah like, it was lots of different people just yeah. and it was, you would always it was such an array of customers
1: right yep yeah. and then um i i uh, was working at the gap and i'm like yo this is not it like i want to get into fashion but this this is not doing it for me So I went and applied to um, to Atrium, and I remember going. I handed in my resume, and I was leaving the gap one day, and I got a call from um, Evo. I don't think people really know who Evo is, but he's one of the guys. He's the CFO of Atrium at the time. Mm -hmm. He got a call. I got a call from him. He told me to come in for an interview. I come in for the interview, and I'm thinking like, okay, I'm about to come in here, just have an interview with somebody, and tell them what I'm about, and that's gonna be that. I get there, and it's a group interview. Now. I don't know about anybody, I hate group interviews. Like, I hate them, because it's always a thing, like, it needs to just be me, focused on me, and that's it. So we in the interview, It's a group of us, and like, mid-interview, the lady's like, uh, okay, well, we're gonna pick some people, and we're gonna have you design a mannequin as if they're going to the MTV Awards. I'm like, all right, how's this about to go? So, (laughs) she picks me, one of them, I was one of them, it was like five people, she picked me, and I, I went and I styled the mannequin to my best ability, I was never into like high-end clothes at the time I didn't know anything about that but I did it to what I thought was cool what I thought would be fly to me so I did what I did I presented my mannequin she you know broke down everything like how every look was and then at the end of the at the end of the interview she was just like okay so we're gonna if I say your name sit over here if I don't thank you for coming out you know how that mm-hmm. thing goes she ends up calling my name it was like me and two other people and when she said my name, I was like, like, she, like, she, like me? She called she call me? That's crazy. And so whatever. Uh, she picked me. And then um, I got on the train going home. And I called my mom. I was like, yo, ma, like, they picked me to work at Atrium. My mother don't know nothing about Atrium. She's like, oh, okay, whatever. So I get there. First day, I'm on the floor. They had a, there was sales assistants and there was sales associates. I was a sales assistant. They told me I had to be on the floor for six months to become a sales associate. Ended up staying on the floor for two months, and then Evo was like, "Yo, you know what? You need to be a sales associate. Like, I see how you all close, how you deal with people, and I want you in sales." Room. That's how that started, and then I was. Uh, so,
0: what was the sales? What was the difference between associate and assistant?
1: All right, so a sales assistant is like, so atrium they get paid uh, commission, mm-hmm. right? Commission and salary, but just imagine you a sales associate. Mm-hmm. And I'm assisting you with a $30,000 sale. And I get no commission from that. Mm.
0: So, basically, when I would come in and be like, I want this, 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 and they're telling someone else, she needs this size, and you're bringing all the sizes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I never get, knew that. I mean, I'm getting paid. But, but you're, not, getting, you're not You're not getting paid. Getting paid. And paid. most people who came in that store, you. you I mean, if you're a real shopper, like, yeah. I mean, I had good budgets, so I was yeah. always, I don't even know, I know I done paid many yeah. of Rents yeah, months facts. of rents at, at the atrium.
1: Facts. I got my first car uh, off of me. You know. <laughs> Are you oh, serious? Yeah. Facts. I had a 2007 Maxima.
0: What you bought your that first car off of commissions my, from me? Yeah, that
1: was my first car.
0: Look at. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. For sure. right. I had another person in Barney's who um who left um and started his own business mm-hmm. off of a commission. My uh Lewis Hamilton.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just don't, don't think don't get, about it. And it was Christmas time. It was like, the end, it was like the end of the year. I think my check, it's the most money i ever seen in a check. I think it was like $3,500 after taxes. I took that money and I went straight to the dealership.
0: Really? <laughs> Damn.
1: I was not playing And And
0: that. for retail, that's a lot of money. Yeah, of course. Like for retail, that's a lot of money. Because when you're working at The Gap, you are working for a minimum wage. When you're working at Banana Republic, when you're working at any of these like retail stores, you are working yeah. for Minimum wage, minimum wage, they're not paying you a dollar more, yeah. not as a sales associate. Really not. So it's like, to that, that's I didn't know that that's yeah. crazy, yep. but that just goes to show like, we really had budgets. I'm not sure how it works now, but like, we had budgets, yeah, we had cash money yeah, budgets. Yeah,
1: it was not, no, nah, it wasn't a game. And then I think the first time I met you, I think you used to work where well, you were working with Jason, out Jason Fletcher, by the way, he was like, that was like the dream team, Jason Dre. Me. Daniel had left and he went to Miami. He had moved back yeah. to Miami. But that was like the team and Nancy. But uh I think the first day you walked in and all I hear is like this voice. And listen, I called me and my sister so I could speak like this, like yo. I heard this loud voice, like, hey Jason. And I'm like, yo, who is this person? <laughs> Confident in everything. And I'm just like, nah, she gotta be somebody. And I was just so intrigued by like your energy, you know what I'm saying? And like and how you were just so comfortable with just being you, you know what I'm saying?
0: And I was loud, yeah, and I facts. was obnoxious, facts. and I would come in there like, "Hi, Jason. Yes. I don't care who he's work- <laughs> who he was working with. Jason, I'm coming to spend this money. Yeah. You can you help me? I yep. need to be helped now. Yeah. And then I would be loud, and I'm like, I want this, and I want this, and I need this, and no, I need two of these. And I and I was really shopping. Like I didn't care who was in the store. Yep. I was in the store. Yep. And that's how nice. I moved in the stores. So yep. when he said, like, I was obnoxious, like a little bit.
1: A lot of it. But it's cool. But it was cool because just to see somebody like, like, you don't get people like that every day, like, you know, that you're actually comfortable with and actually know what they want when they come in the store. And it's not really being disrespectful. You were never being disrespectful. It was like you came in the store, knew what you want, like knew what you wanted. I was always open
0: to suggestions, but I came in with a, um, uh, I came in with an idea. I came in with a concept already because I'm shopping for something, something specific, a video or this or that. So I'm telling you, like this is what this is the look that I'm going for, and then as I'm touching things, then he's giving me suggestions. I'm like, oh no, that's fine. Let me get that, or no, I don't like that, or he'll never wear that. Like I, I was never afraid to say yeah, no, gonna and say I'm it. not going to take something, but not to hurt someone's feeling because it's not hurting your feelings. Like sometimes people will tell you no,
1: yeah, you know, yeah. And um, I think my first time working with you, you, I think uh, you were already working with G Unit already, but um, it was for Fifty Cent. And you were like, look, I need something for 50. He wears this size, this size, this size. And I'm on the way to the store and I need it. I'm like, okay. So I was the type, y'all, I'll go, down, I'll go downstairs. I'll bring everything upstairs. I ain't care. This floor could be messy. I'm bringing $50,000 worth of clothes upstairs. I don't care about me. Nobody got to say. And it wasn't saying anything to me because at least half of that was leaving out the store. So when you were coming to the store, I was just like, yo, now me is here. I know some money is coming. <laughs> money's coming, money's on the way. So I need to have certain things ready. I remember one time I was uh, pulling some clothes for you and uh, Sam walked in the store. He was the owner of Atrium. He didn't know me at the time, but uh, Say had explained to him like, yo no, that's the new sales associate. Like, I think I was on the floor for like a month and I had so much clothes at that register and he's just like, who is he? And I'm just like, he's like no, that's the new sales associate. I don't even think Say knew my name. But he was so intrigued, like, uh, and impressed with, you know, my work ethic and the drive, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to just wanna move stuff. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to move the clothes out the store. And now and plus I I just love fashion, like I just like cool stuff. I think after you left, uh, he, you know, he introduced himself and told me who he was and I told him who I was and how much of a you know, how excited I was and how much of a pleasure it was for me to work for the company. Sam is like I don't even know how to, like, he, he he's responsible for so much when it comes to atrium, that area. I, I feel like he was a superstar in my eyes without being a, a celebrity. I
0: agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Um, he was the first person that actually spoke to me and had conversation with me, like, in the store, like, schooling me on certain things. Like, he always said to me, you know, okay, so you made $10,000 today off one person. That's cool. And I was just like, that's cool. He's like, yeah, but, you know. I, 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 like, I Like, I would like it better if you could get that one person to come and be and spend $10,000 every day. In, in hindsight, like, for me, that meant, okay, well, if you made $10,000 today, that ten, another $10,000 may not come for another year. But try to do that every day from one person. Or try to sell a pair of jeans to one person mm-hmm. every day or once a week. And um, that, like, that stuck with me. Uh, he was another person that just, like, he always told me, like, don't be so... I mean, he didn't have to tell me this because, you know, I come from a good home. Like, my mom always taught me, you know, just to be yourself. Like, love who you are and don't try to be anybody else. Don't be somebody else for somebody else. Like, be you. You know, and if people don't like that, then they're just not going to like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I can't can't ever say I was starstruck by somebody that came in the store. I can't ever say, like, I I was never, like, the groupie type. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody came in the store and told me that, well, I got this person, I got this person. And I was already used to that. I'm like, okay, well, Mia is here, like. She brings fifty cents to the store. Fatima is here. She brings what'skleepa to the store. So you telling me that you work for this person doesn't mean anything to me. Is like, okay, well, if they, you know, if you really work for them, then bring them to the store. Let me see them.
0: Or spend that bread. Or spend that money.
1: Cause that you, you I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not impressed. That stuck with me. He always said, like, don't be impressed by these celebrities. They're people just like you. The only difference is they have an audience. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people watching. them. That's what but makes them a celebrity. But then in
0: attractive. return, you're, now, now you're their audience. Right. Like, at the end of the day, like, they're paying attention to what you're doing, what yes. you're telling them to put on. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, like a lot of things that uh, I live by, like, a lot of uh, morals and sayings that I live by, like, you know, he taught me a lot of those things when it comes to fashion. He was very stylish. I feel like he was <laughs> the oldest, flyest person to me. Like, and, and nothing like too crazy. But, like, when you know style, like, when you know what a person's wearing, you just know.
0: I always knew Sam had something. Because it was always simple. Yeah. It was always monotone. It was always clean. It was always the best leather. You could always tell his pants were tailored. You could tell his cuffs were not on the pants originally. Like, you could tell... I'm like, he got money. Yeah, And his watch. He always had a nice watch.
1: Always. That's another thing he taught me. Like, Certain gems for people that still work in retail. Like, a lot of things he told me, he's like, listen, when certain people walk in the store, he's like, not don't, don't don't look at their clothes all the time. He said, look, at see if they got a nice watch on. They can have on the bummiest clothes, a T-shirt, some jeans. Look at their watch. If they walk in the store and they have a woman with them, look at her bag. If she has an expensive bag, well, I know they got some money. He could be the bummiest dude, but if his wife or his girlfriend got a
0: nice bag. And the crazy thing I is, is that money. for me, my bag and my jewelry, were like my my I had my I had the best jewelry because yeah. I'm like all right my jewelry's gonna stay in my bag I always changed my bag I always had the biggest designer bag yes. always had a bag and yes. always had jewelry I could come in in Jordans because I've always been a sneaker in yes. in sneaker sweatsuit yes. sneaker never a flashy dresser when I'm working right but I always had my jewelry and yeah. I always had my watch and I always had my um a bag
1: Sam is not the type to embrace everybody. He's just not that. He's not there. See, he will walk by you. And you would think, like, he's the total, like, asshole. But he's not. You know what I'm saying? And I admire that about him, too. Because it's like, you can't sew into everybody.
0: I'm learning that now. You
1: know, everybody doesn't get it.
0: Uh, some people get a hello. Some people get a hey.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I learned that from him. And those things stuck with me to this very day. And if he was to see me right now, today, it'll be the same way. Like, he's always been the same with me. You know what I'm saying, never cut no corners with me. I was the reason, I mean, like, he was the reason why I would go to Art Basel every year to work at the Miami store. Uh, I went on tour with Mike Epps when he uh, he was in Atlanta. Uh, He's responsible for a lot, Um, and I thank him for that.
0: Atrium changed the dynamic of shopping in Soho. Yes. The reason why those stores, remember, I can't remember the name of the store, Mystique Mystique Boutique. Mm-hmm. Mystique Boutique. And like all the other little boutique stores started popping up with high end, like higher end clothes because yeah. normally you would come down there and find like all the mid price or different or it was yeah. more boutique ish. So it wasn't necessarily cheap, it was just different. It was like all the different stuff, but he had all the high end different yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, but then he still kept it mixed in with like urban clothes yeah. and like so it was it was it was such a dope store to shopping and mm-hmm. it changed the dynamics of shopping in Soho and it was my go-to and it didn't matter how many artists shop there you might have had on the same pant but there was never the same look created
1: right absolutely right. like
0: I've never I never bumped in like or had a, a mishap with something I dressed 50 in then Fab showed up in the same thing or it just wasn't that everyone had their style everyone had their way of you know it would, no matter who you were you shopped in there you could have bought the same thing it's still gonna come out different yeah and then it was just that kind of store
1: to your point about like knowing like sales associates is like we never like for instance if you came in the store and got something and then Fatima or or Shin would come in the store or any of them you know the big names mm-hmm. would come in the store we would never, it, it would always be a thing like, we well, you know, I can't even pull that. Just give that to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when, you know, as a sales associate, like when they're helping you guys, it was always like a thing where we you're like, you just got to know, man.
0: Yeah. The crazy thing is that I'm sure that for, because I I did, my body of work was so large, I was hitting before the store opened. I'm hitting you the night before. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, I need this. Yes. <laughs> At yes. least two, three times a week I'm in the store. Yep.
1: And, and, you know, it got, and, 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 you know, you guys also taught us, it's like, you know, it's not about the dollar amount that you're going to spend. It's about the pieces that you're giving me. Fatima used to come to the store. with. I remember, no, yeah, Wiz. Wiz used to like... So you got to say who Wiz is,
0: because some people I'm know, sorry. some people don't.
1: Okay, Wiz Khalifa, And who Fatima is. Yeah, all right, so Fatima Ba, she styled, uh, at the time, uh, her biggest client was Wiz Khalifa. This is like at the prime of his career, like black and yellow
0: mm-hmm. wears.
1: And he was like, he loved skinny jeans. I see him now and I see like the, I'm like, dang, like, remember we used to wear skin, like skinny. Like
0: the skinny. leggings. Yes.
1: You know what I'm saying? So the brand that we had at that time was uh, Naked and Famous. It wasn't the most expensive jean, but again, it's about the piece, it's about the item. 50 was like you come in the store 50, I remember we used to buy a lot of Alexander McQueen for 50.
0: Because it was a bigger cut. It
1: was a bigger cut. It wasn't about the the price. So there's a lot of things that went into it, and um, you guys just taught us so much. Atrium was a special place. Man. No,
0: it was. I'm I'm I was very disappointed when it closed. I mean, I'm kind of happy now that the building is Kith. is not Sam, the owner, but right. We given Atrium enough enough Atrium. Yeah. Thank you. Now it's yes. a, more about Brian. Yeah. So Atrium closes. They have Kith. Mm-hmm. You end up at Kith. You have now left Kith. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing
1: now? So, right now... Um, Let's
0: not be modest. Let's okay. not be modest. What are you doing now?
1: I have my own clothing line. It's called Remington Lamont.
0: Um, I have it on. This is Remington yes. and Lamont. This is <laughs> Remington <laughs> and Lamont. This is it. He <laughs> yeah. has a clothing line.
1: It's yep. official. Yeah. Uh, it comes from me making a pair of pants. And I got—I I didn't have the money at the time to uh, get my pants tailored. because That could run you.
0: Oh no! You know what I'm saying? Yes.
1: So I was just like in the house one day. I had a pair of 501 Levi's. I never forget. And I was wearing them for my birthday. And I'm like, it was. I, I don't want to go to the tailor. So what's the next best thing? Let me just see how you know if I could do this myself. So I started. It wasn't it wasn't perfected like this, but I started pulling my jeans together like with, with string, like with thread. And I'm not talking about the thread that I'm using now. I was using.
0: Like a needle and thread, like from the the little sewing kit yes. from your um, that you get in the hotel. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, why is it falling apart? Why is it not staying? You know, that thread is extremely thin. That's why I started that. And I remember um, a friend of mine uh, when I showed him my first pair of pants. He was like, "Yo, you got a lot of time on your hands." I'm just like, "Okay, what does that mean?" But that didn't stop me. I kept going. This was uh, about six years ago. I met, I, w- I got back into it. And um I made my first pair of pants and this time I'm like, this is gonna be it. Like, I know exactly how I want to to fit. I know exactly where to put this thread. I know exactly how I want things to be. So I did like this uh over a pair of overalls, custom pair of overalls, and um I was working on the KIF sales floor and um somebody I think it was uh it was a good friend of mine, he walked in, he was like, girl, bro, like what like 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 what are you wearing? I'm like, yeah, I made this. He's like, you made that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, cool, that's fire. I didn't, I didn't sell it. I just, you know, it was for me. I took it back to my neighborhood, and a good friend of mine, his name is Rod Dollar. He said to me, he's like, yo, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm, 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 I'm with it. So I want a pair of pants. I made him a pair of pants. He posted it on Instagram, and it just went up. And I was like, oh wow, so this could be a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I made another pair of pants. This time I go back to Kith. I'm working on the sales floor. Another friend of mine, his name is Jay High, works at and Chop House, which I was not in know. And they said he's a good guy. He sort of, he's like, "Yo, brother, whatever you're doing, I'm, I'm I'm with it." And I'm like, "All right, it's the second person talking me about these pants. I made him a pair of pants. He wore them to a a summer basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at Gersh. He posted it. And then after that, my DMs just went crazy. Like after that. Like, wow. crazy. And I was nervous in the beginning because I'm like, it's one thing for me to be making these pants for me, but it's like, now I'm making them for people. People,
0: And you know how people can be because yes. you've already been selling to people. Yes. You see people come in return and you see people not be happy with things that they purchased. Yeah. I wasn't a big returner because I'm like, first of all, I know that's your money. And number two, I don't want to go return this. Yeah. I don't want to do it. It's I have returns. Ad- I don't, yeah, it is. It
1: is. After you did that, Started. I was making pants. I I didn't care. I was just going. I remember he pulled me to the side. J-Haw, I'm talking about. He pulled me to the side one day. He's like, yo, how much you charging for these pants? I was like, oh, $200. He was like, $200, baby. He was like, nah, man. You got to up it, bro. Because what happens is, and he told me something very important. He was just like, what if 10 people come in here one one day? That's $2,000. But just imagine if you could sell five pair jeans for $400. I'm just like... You're right. So, you know, I raise the price eventually,
0: you know, four, six. It goes up from there. I mean, for me, there's no price on custom clothing. Right. Especially when you are hand-making something and you are, like, you have to explain to them, like, what you do to your clothes. Like, it's not like you just said, oh, I'm starting a clothing line, and you made up a name, Remington Lamont, and you started printing it on T-shirts. And not to take away from anyone who starts their clothing line this way, but... When you are a real fashion lover, and not saying clothes because clothes are what's out now. When you really love fashion, it's a certain amount of love that goes into a certain amount of care. There's so much thought that goes into these custom pieces of clothes. Nothing is the same. So when nothing is the same, it means what you're doing has to be perfect. Absolutely, it has to be exactly what it is that you want to see because you're not going to ever make another one of these. So every time that you make something, you're, it's like how when you make music, you you it's like how your ear is, it's how your eye is. When you're making something that is creative, something you no one could ever recreate that
1: at all. And, and I think for me, it was just like like I know how I want things to fit. Um, I know fabrics. I know when somebody's wearing something that looks cheap, right?
0: That cheap spandex, uh, yeah, you look a mess. Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> like like it. it's not it's a how, mean thing right, to say, so,
1: right? And it's something as small as that. Yeah, spandex.
0: Yeah, right. There's levels of just how you said the thread was so thin. People don't understand thread count, thread count, and and the the weight of fabrics is like it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Buying qual- buying designer clothes is not it, it's not it's, so, it's not so much the same to me now. Like if I bought something designer back then it was because it was the quality it was the best cashmere yeah. it was a cashmere mohia blend it was a egyptian cotton that was like an organic real organic it didn't have poly in it, it you know it right. just it was different so if you you know it made you feel good so you could buy a white t-shirt that cost three hundred dollars and you might think that was ridiculous but when you put that three hundred dollar t-shirt on it just falls on the right parts yep. of your body it feels nice it's not like just putting on a regular hanes t-shirt yeah yeah
1: yeah like i started like, really making, like, I just started doing it as a thing. I would go home, and my day went from being home, playing a video game, or talking
0: on the phone to coming home and just doing clothes. So, you would work at Kif, all day work at KISS yes. and then come home and then all day work and, for yourself and yeah. all night work for you? Facts.
1: Get up the next day and do it all over again. Mm. You know, for a while, I was just like, okay, so what are you really gonna do with this? Like, okay, you know. You do close and now people are starting to notice you. You like what you're putting out, but now like what you know, what are you really gonna do? You have to make a choice. Like when you have something going and you realize it's getting some like traction, you gotta you have to make a choice. You gotta make wise choices. Mm. And I it came to a point where Kit and Raymond Lamont weren't gonna go with each other. Something had to fall
0: out. What was people's responses to you? When, you, like Because I'm sure you spoke to people about, like, you know, going through the process of, I'm going to have to choose one because I can't do both. Like, what was people's responses to you?
1: Okay, well, I had, a, uh, like, well, with Atrium, well, like with Atrium, I had a lot of, like, clients that I had personal relationships with. It wasn't just, like, in the store. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, when once they knew I was doing that, and they were buying pants for me as well, they would say to me, like, yo, B, like, this is going to go somewhere, bro. And you're going to have to make a choice. Like, you're going to have to. But I think, bro, you really need to run with this, you know? And then I have also some people like, yo, bro, listen, that could be hard, bro. I don't know. I wouldn't give up my my job, you know what I'm saying, to do that. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, like, I'm not a scared person. People get hired and fired every day. <laughs> Jobs are going to be here. So shout out to the people that told me to chase my dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did just that. While I was working at Atrium, well, at Kith, I fell in love with, uh, like, my best friend. Mm-hmm. I, I just brought it to her attention. Like, you know, I'm like, well, I started this company, and it's, like, really doing what it's doing. And we will always have those conversations. And one day I was driving home, and um, I called her, and I'm talking to her about it. She said, hey, listen, before you even get into this, if you about to ask me about quitting KIF and leaving your job, just leave. Mm-hmm. Just leave. I don't want to talk about it no more. I know what you have going on. I'm gonna be here to support you. But if that's what you that's, that if that's what you're gonna go with, go with that. Just I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to have that conversation. We spoke enough about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna leave. I remember I was in the FDR, and it's like five minutes. It's like a five minute time span. Like as soon as I got off the phone with her, I got into an accident. My car I was totaled. Front of the car went up in the air. Oh shit! And. All I could think was like, (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. It's not funny. I'm just like, God, a car crash? Really? This how you want it to end? Like, what? And calling car went in the air and it came down and my car swerving from lane to lane. And I'm just like, yo, nobody's, no, I'm not hitting nobody, nothing. I got control of the car, pulled over to the side of the road. I called my girlfriend and I said, I don't even know how I even got out of this. I don't have no scratches, no bruises. Like, I'm good. And when she got to, if she saw the car, she was like, how? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm saying the same thing. Like, I don't even know. I never got, and then on top of that, I was living in Connecticut at the time. The car cost me $12,000 to get fixed. And I was just like, yo, y'all can have that car. Mm I can't, I don't have $12,000 for you. I sat home and I kind of felt like, for me, and I'm, I'm very cautious about what I, you know, and I say, God says, you know, I'm very cautious about that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was a sign of him telling me, like, no, you need to sit home. This is for you. Like, I'm, I'm trying to give you a sign to, to take off. Like, this is for you. I sat home and I remember waking up the next day and I'm like, God, like, if, if this is what you're telling me to do, I, I I don't know how to, you know, move from here. So I just need you to be in control of everything. And um, I have two beautiful children. I'm coming out of a divorce of a marriage. I just need you to take control and I need to be able to um, trust you on this. Um, and this is it's, its fully a faith thing for me. I think it's been two years now and um, my rent has been paid. My kids are fine. <laughs> That's dope. You know, I got a new car now and I'm, you know, running this brand.
0: And you are? And I'm
1: engaged
0: now. Yeah. yeah.
1: Facts. Getting married in
0: 2025. That was, when you called me to tell me that, Yeah, you sent me a picture of a ring. Yeah. So he sends me a picture of a ring. Sis, I want to ask you. I'm like, what? I call him immediately. I'm like... (laughs) Stop playing with me! I'm like, do not send me a picture of a ring. What is that? What are you? What are we doing? What are we doing? So how did you like? What makes you know it's yeah. such taboo for our age, and it's not the news that you hear. You always hear about the baby showers, but you don't really ever hear, oh, I'm getting married, or oh, yeah. I'm I'm engaged. So right. What, but like, what made you say I'm doing this again?
1: Well, I, well, for one, like when we were just friends, and I was going through what I was going through, I said to him like, I'm never getting married again. Never. It's never going to be a thing. And we weren't even trying to ponder. We wasn't visiting the, the thought of dating. It was really, she was my solid friend. Never kissed her. Never had, like, no going to her house. She never sent me no pit, None of that. Nothing?
0: She was Just like, solid a solid friend. Solid. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, she's always saying, like, don't say that. I'm like, yeah, but this this ain't it. When I was living by myself when I first got out of my marriage and I was living by myself, I moved to Jersey. We used to talk on the phone and she always said, like, you know, how's your love life? And she was like, ain't no love life. I ain't got nothing going on. And I'm just like, good, good,
0: good, good. good. <laughs> Loki, you hating? Like, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, good, good, good to know you got nothing going on. Uh, right? We on the phone one day and I asked her again. I'm like, how's your love life? She's like, you know, I'm just done. I think I'm just going to, you know, have a good job and just live life. I don't think I want to. I'm like, well, we haven't dated yet. You know, I would love to date you. I would love that. She was like, oh, well, okay. I'm like, okay? This is a person that, like, hmm, my gosh. All right, it, it's like seeing your favorite person every single day, like your favorite person, no matter how many arguments y'all get into. And we don't really argue. Mm-hmm. We bicker a little bit, but it's like seeing your favorite person every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't
0: know that. <laughs> I don't know that yet. I don't know that yet. I don't know that yet. All right, so all right, let's just say
1: a, a friend, like, and not, and not relationship-wise, but like, be a female friend. and be your I best know friend. I don't yet. I
0: don't okay. have a favorite person. Matt, you know who's my favorite person? Cool. Maddox. Cool. Maddox is one. Maddox right, and Peyton Val. are two of my favorite people. Like, okay. I know whenever I see them, it's yeah. gonna be a laugh, or it's gonna be something new that I discover about yes. them, or maybe they might get on my nerves. But at the end of the day, like, I always want to see them. Yeah,
1: when you see them, you know it's gonna be a thing. Okay. She's that for me. Okay. You know, she's always encouraged me. She's always pushed me. She. One thing that stuck out to me is that she watches what she says when she speaks to me. Like, when she's like... Like, like even if it's a thing where she's trying to check me, and that's, for lack of a better term... No, I,
0: but we get it.
1: It never comes off like, oh, like, she she disrespecting me.
0: Like, like she's like mothering her. you or, like... Yeah. You know, and, and
1: It never came off like that. That's something that really attracted me to her. You know, she she's just an amazing person.
0: That's dope. And that's um, dope to hear. It's like your eyes are twinkling when you talk about yeah, her. Yeah,
1: she's just... <laughs> She's dope, man. She's a planner. She's helped me in so many ways. I'm like, if 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 not if not her, I don't it's it's not gonna be anybody else. It was just the right move.
0: That's good. You and know. then how is your ex wife?
1: We, we having a sister brother conversation. Mm-hmm. It's okay.
0: Not as good as you want it to be. Mm, yeah.
1: But you know what, I'm fine with what it is. I don't have any um animosity towards her or anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, it's a question to ask because you have so many situations where, the, you know, someone holds bitterness towards each other or mm-hmm. unforgiveness or whatever the case may be. And then now the kids love her. But, um, I mean, if you feel like it's in a good space and your kids love her, I think that's the most important part anyway.
1: I'm at peace that's with a peace. lot. I don't really, uh, I don't have a big relationship with my father. It's like we are building that mm-hmm. now. And it's just like, um, I'm at peace with that too. You know, him and my mom didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? I, I sat and I watched that whole thing happen, divorce happen. I watched that. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's what that's like.
0: So are you affectionate with your kids? Very. Because you didn't get that from your father.
1: Yeah, I didn't get that from my dad. I love my kids. I lay in, like my kids would be upstairs in their room when they bed. I lay down with my kids in their bed. I hug my son. I kiss my son in public. I kiss my daughter. I, I still pick my daughter up to this very day. I I, I love my kids. That's
0: good. You're supposed to love your kids. Yeah,
1: love them, love them. I love on them. I pray with them before we get out the car after I drop them to school. Uh, When I'm not with them, I text them and say, make sure you pray before you go into school. Mm -hmm. All the things that I would want as a child to get from my father, I give to them.
0: That's the sewing, the sewing part yeah. that you learn from Sam. Yeah. And that's what I do now. It's like, I want, I'm, I'm I'm, like, damn, I want great friends. I want to be around amazing people in business and amazing people and just all the kind of things that I love to do. But I'm like, I'm attracting what who I used to be. Yeah. Like, you know, materialistic or so. People think because we have the same purse or so because you have a Chanel bag and I have a Chanel bag, we the same person. Right. And I'm like, I don't really care about these Chanel bags yeah. because when I cared, is when I it meant something when I was working as a stylist because it made people know like, oh, okay, she ain't she's not she ain't broke. She came right. in here to spend some yeah, money. Yeah. Now it doesn't matter to me. My bags are on the floor, and they're all over the place. Yeah, I got yeah. hundred thousand dollars worth of bags and they're all over the place. It yeah. means nothing to me. Like when it comes to designer, I just I tell
1: people this, like, one, if I ever buy anything designer, I always buy clean because I wanted to be timeless. Yep, classic and, pieces. And and then I, and I was there for that wave when they just started making all the busy stuff. I'm telling you, wait a minute. Like, Dior never made stuff like this. We
0: First of all, Dior didn't even... <laughs> if you went to Dior, they only had this much clothes. Yeah. And they fit people that were model-less. They made shoes up to, what, 11? Yeah. If If you caught the 11 quickly. Yeah. And it really was all kind of... It was more like... I felt like Dior, they were more like seasonal clothes for rich yeah. folks mm-hmm. they had ski clothes they have yeah. their cruise collection they yeah. have you know it's like if you weren't going in there for a specific thing or you know no one was really wearing Dior like no. that was one of the hiring clothes yeah. that's how you knew people knew clothes if, if yeah. you saw someone in a Dior coat or a Dior yeah. bag or something it wasn't flashy it was clean right, classic clean. stuff yeah now it's like I'm not spending $800 on a graphic T-shirt, like a a logo T-shirt that's not printed on both sides. Yeah. One side printing is cheap. It's crazy. But they'll put a $1,200 price tag. I'm looking at some of this stuff like, oh, my God, this is a poly blend. Y'all are paying $800 for polyester. Yeah, it's crazy. To each his own. To each his own.
1: And then, so my whole problem with that is just like, you know.
0: So where does that put you in the fashion world? Okay, so. Where does Remington Lamont fit in the fashion world?
1: It's just I, I I just like to put on clothes. I don't like to think too much. I like uh, the, the, you know the fabrication has to be there, right? Mm-hmm. The quality has to be there. But I don't want too much thought put into it. I woke up this today, me. I put this on. Like, I didn't think about it. I'm not trying to. Oh, this goes with this and this. Um, That's how I get dressed
0: in the morning yeah, too. And I'm then just, people are like, oh my god, you look so nice. And yeah. I'm like, I really just put on some and pants. Put this on. All right, I'm going to put on this sweater. All right, I'm going to put on these sneakers. Yeah. All right, let me I, let me throw on this. Vest. Yeah. I, I don't commit to an outfit. When I go to work, I'll be having two coats, another pair of sneakers in my bag, because yeah. I'm not sure if this is what I want to wear. Yeah. Right, you <laughs> It's know? ridiculous. Now I'm starting to commit. I'm like, put this on, leave out the house. If you have right. it on, there's nothing you can change it to. Commit yeah. to the outfit. That's it.
1: You know, so that's what, as far as the brand, that's what I push. I just want you to be comfortable. I don't want to be too much thought put into it and know when I give you something, like, I, I actually put work into this. Work into so this.
0: tell me who who's wearing your clothes right now.
1: All right, so, uh, man, Kevin Durant, this artist from Oakland. Well, he's from the Bay Area. His name is Simba. Uh,
0: oh, no. He's a rapper.
1: He's an upcoming rapper. Um, who else? Uh, oh, my gosh.
0: When you don't remember that, I mean, it's, it's, it means that you love what you're doing. You're just happy yeah. that people are buying the pants. You don't care who got them yeah. on.
1: And then also too, I just feel like man, everybody's a celebrity now, man. I can name people that are that are. Uh,
0: so now you have influencers yeah, that influencers are influencers that are yeah. even more famous than famous people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it, I don't think there's famous people anymore. There's yeah. no famous people anymore. Like, I, 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 everybody uh, is famous. Everybody
1: is <laughs> that man. It's just like man, don't don't base your brand on that. Like, don't don't base it on like, well, I'm making this and I can't wait to get little baby in it. I can't wait to get me a meal in it. Yeah, okay, cool. But you you have to understand is this, like there are people at the end of the day, like me and you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, I'd rather sell my clothes to five people I see in the street every day than trying to bust my head to try to get it on a celebrity.
0: Who wants it for free. Who wants it for free,
1: right? But then you can go into Dior, you can go in Louis Vuitton, and spend fifteen, twenty thousand. So
0: do you run that problem? Do you run into that problem that people when you tell them how much it is, like, all right, it's this amount. They're like, Oh,
1: damn, can't you give them to me for four? Sometimes yes. And I always tell I say, Man, listen, but you know what you gotta do for me? I want the same energy on your last post when you was in Louis Vuitton and you walked out with them three bags telling me you spent ten thousand. I ran, I ran the
0: bag up and have the same energy when you come see me. And what do because they say? Right, but that's the truth. It's like Quite. my stuff is first of all. I'm I'm. This is all handmade. This is all custom made. This is me with my hand. There's yeah. no factory. There's no slew of people. This is you want some pants? All right, let me put my brain, my creative brain in. I'm gonna make these things. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Which to you me know? is
0: worth so much more than something that I know that someone else could buy.
1: Right, you know, and and especially like in our community, it's always a, like a thing where, man. Like, okay, I drive a Benz and you drive a Honda. Okay, so what?
0: I still want so my money. I if you want these pants and these pants are $800, pay for the pants. Yeah, just
1: pay for it. It has to
0: all go together in a sentence. You driving that Benz, you don't got $800?
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. And then they hop out with the fancy clothes. And this is the ones that hop out with the fancy clothes on. And they're I like, and yo, then you can give them to me prices. for
0: like $250? i am like, yo, bro, you can't. You got on $10,000 worth of clothes. You driving a $100, $100,000 car you can't pay me $800 for something that yeah, you want? like, come on, don't do that. And then, at the end of the day, like,
1: respect me. I'm not trying to make it a conversation with you, bro. I'm not. Oh, you don't? Okay, well, bro, I'm, I'm going to be here. When you spin the block back around, I'm going to be right here waiting for you. And they do. And they, and they do, you know? Mm-hmm. But we have to push that in our communities, man.
0: Support.
1: Yeah, you, you, you have to support us because, honestly, that's where these high-end brands are getting the style from.
0: Yeah, no. It's us. Yo, I, I talk about um, Virgil, and it's crazy because I um I dressed Banks one time, and I tell the story all the time for a video. Beamer, Benz, and Bentley. Yeah. And I pulled all I, I not pulled but bought all this Louis Vuitton runway. It had like purple. It was like purple navy blue and white. It had stars yeah. on it. Yeah. Leather jackets. This is when they first started doing the varsity jacket Right. Banks was really the the first, and I and I'm gonna say first because the first for me. Okay. Um. I mean, and you had everyone else who was kind of wearing high-end Gucci and stuff, but Banks was coming through. Like he was really spending bread, his own money, on nine hundred dollar t-shirts. Like I was spending money in Louis Vuitton on coats and clothes, and they—that's when the little section in Fifty Seventh was literally just upstairs, yeah. that little corner, and um, you know, and me getting a letter from them telling me that you can't shop at Louis Vuitton anymore. <laughs> For Virgil to have done Louis Vuitton do rags, do rags. I'm not talking to no man that's wearing a do rag. I'm sorry. You wear do rag outside. That's it's crazy. like that's like wearing a that's like wearing a scarf outside or a bonnet outside. To each his own. It's just not my thing. Yeah. You know, you you say things and then it's like, oh, you. You're yeah. So sensitive. I'm not saying yeah. to each his own, but for me, I like to go outside complete. Yeah. If you don't, that's fine. No, nothing against that. I mean, it's 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 you know.
1: And like in, in, like I had this conversation with a friend of mine and you know? This is recent. And he's like, yo, B, man, like, you know, you got things going out here, bro. Like, they loving you out here. Like, you know, you're doing your thing. And I'm like, yeah, man, thank you. He's like, even to like, you know, people, he's, I see people try to copy what you do and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, how you feel about that? And I'm just like, well, they say copying is the highest form of flattery.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I'm not flattered. not? Nah. Nah. I don't get flattered by stuff like that because I'm gonna tell you why, right? That for me, right? That's like this is all I do. This is what I, every day I wake up. This is what I do. This is my job. This is what I do. So if I come to a venue, right, and you're wearing something that I didn't make but it looks just like what I do, I get it. For me, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saluting that. Yeah, no, I get
0: that.
1: I'm not because this is all I do. I get that. There's a meaning behind every stitch, like. Like, the reason why I put five stitches on the belt loop... Explain
0: to us what that so, means. So, when you when you do a pair of pants, like, when yeah. you put down a, the raw pants and you're like, okay, let me make these pants, What's, what is your process?
1: Like, my process... I, I wanted to... Um, well, first of all, I get the fit right because the fit has to be correct, right? So, there's a way I put every stitch to make it... it it's like knowing the body, mm-hmm. you know? That's what I was taught in school for the little time that I did go, mm-hmm. is knowing the body, silhouettes, how things fit, where things go in the body. Why things, why they're high-waisted jeans, why they're low-waisted jeans, you know what I'm saying? All those things form on the body, right? Yeah. So with me, like I put five stitches there because five is the number of grace, right? It's the number of God's grace, right? I use that number. But if you're going and just putting that five, and you don't even know how you're doing, you're just doing it, but that means something to me.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't know that. But he he don't don't know know that. that. He's just doing it. When you give someone your pants or when someone buys your pants, is that, do they know that? Do they get to, do you share that with them?
1: I don't share that with them. No,
0: I don't. Then how people gonna know. You're right. That makes me say, oh, to the average person who doesn't even know that thread has different gauges. Yeah that makes me say oh he really puts thought into this yeah so those are the things that you used to say. because what's the yeah. five what's what what is what is it again that you say all
1: right so five is the number of grace mm-hmm. in the bible it's the number of grace uh and that's when this this t-shirt it says well sweatshirt that says penta mm-hmm. penta is the uh greek word for number five mm-hmm. that's my number i love five and seven fives and sevens okay that's how you know i do everything in that
0: but people won't know something means something to you Until if you don't tell you them. It. Yeah. So this person that's copying you because they're like, damn, these pants are fly. Yeah. I can't afford the $800, but I could copy him, hence yeah. how fashion works. Yeah. And you're not being flattered because you think that he understands what's going, what's on. going on. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. But if you want people to understand, you got to tell them. True. True. You know? True. And I mean, I'm only saying that as you're saying it. I'm like, I, I get it. Like, I get it when it's your bread and butter, This is what you do. You, you know, even it's the same thing with styling. Styling yeah. became oversaturated. And then I look at stylists now, I'm like, damn, y'all ain't styling. That's not yeah, a stylist. Not like, a like <laughs> y'all are just personal shoppers or, you know, like, yeah. that's not styling. If you, you dressing yourself is not styling. That just means you are a lover of clothes and you know how to dress well. But if you, yeah. like, that's not styling. Mm-hmm. What I, I, I would never suggest what I wear to someone else. Because I suggest things tailored to your body. Yeah, you know, so it's yeah. it's like you know who who I um I wasn't really a big fan of a Mary. Okay. Um. So just I just it was it just wasn't my my style. But then he made a jacket for Black Coffee. Okay. And he posted the basically like just how he created the whole thing, how he broke it down, the idea, the craftsmanship of the beadwork, and it made me become a lover. Dope. Oh. Yeah. Because it just showed it showed me that, oh, this is not just some some guy who's making jeans and T-shirts. He know, like, he, exactly
1: what he yeah, do.
0: like he he loves like it's, yeah. he's a creative it's yeah. different. It yeah. made me it, it gave me a newfound appreciation for him. And it made me a fan of his work because the jeans and the T-shirts are the things that you sell. Right. The jacket he made, the jacket he made for black coffee. That was work. Yeah. Like that was yeah. work. That's the work that you down in your basement doing. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's the yeah. work. You know, I, my whole thing is that I feel like this idea was given to me from God. And as you say, like, I'm very, very, I don't really say that. I say an idea was given to me mm-hmm. because when you start to say that God has done something, that means that have you let him <laughs> have you, if, if God gave you the idea and you're doing it, yeah. then it's not God right. because God gave me this idea. In every step of the way, I didn't know what I was going to do. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know if the guests are going to show up or not. I don't know what we're going to talk. I mean, I know what we're going to talk about, but, you know, I don't know if we're going to vibe, if it's going to look good. Right. I don't know. But I know that every time I do it, it works out perfectly. Mm-hmm. I know when things go wrong, I don't react in the way that I used to. And then it goes right.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And that's
0: just how I'm trying to go with it. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that you have to choose because I feel like This is going to not that I feel I know that this is going to be my you have to choose because I love what I do now I love being a wardrobe supervisor and I mean it's stressful work and it is it's a lot and I mean I deal with a lot mentally I deal with a lot just physically I mean I deal with a lot it's a it's a very challenging job but I know that I'm gonna have to choose yeah man so I'll be calling you like Brian. How do you choose? So listen, I, this this before we close out, I want to, we close out with the this question I asked. What is your biggest win and what is your biggest loss? And there's no timeline. So it could be of your life. It could be for the day. It could be of your, you know, there's no timeline. Just whatever you feel, your biggest win and your biggest loss.
1: Mm. My biggest win was choosing to do Remington Lamont. That was my biggest win uh, because God made it work for me and he's still making it work for me. I kind of feel like my biggest loss was uh, losing the man that pretty much raised me. That's my biggest loss. Who was
0: the man that
1: raised me? He was, uh, his name is uh, Charles Reed. He was a pastor at my church. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't go to church for years behind that. Really? Facts. For years behind that. He used to tell me, like, I like I would love to see you wear a suit to church. <laughs> I'm just like, because yeah, the same way I used to dress in HR, I used to come to church like that. because i like, say
0: come as you are. Man, I'm
1: like, yo, man, like not the suit guy? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And the day that I actually chose to wear a suit was the day he passed away.
0: Did you get to see him? Nah. Damn, that means that you're not a suit guy, so you shouldn't have went against yeah. what you are. <laughs> 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 I don't mean not Fact. to say it like that. <laughs> you know, but your mother but... told you to be who you are. Yeah, and you are who you are, and then you was being someone, something else. Yeah. So have you ever worn a suit again? I mean, yeah, I have. Oh, okay. I have. Yeah, it's funny. It, you know, when I ask the question, there's no right or wrong answer to it. It's what you feel. You know, we win, we lose. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's why I felt like it was a great question to close yeah. out in. So, Brian, thank you. Wait
1: can I say say? Can I say one thing? Yeah. I just want to say one thing. What? All right. This is my piece of advice to, what? You, you know, to you and to also, like, people that create. I'm not going to say watch what you pray for, but kind of watch what you pray for.
0: No, I agree. One, that, all right. So, we we got one second before we even... <laughs> Explain what you mean when you tell okay. people watch what they pray for. I
1: lost my grandfather, my father's father. Mm-hmm. Wasn't close to him or anything like that. But um, I lost him. And uh, I've, I've been like bombarded with work, like a lot of work at home. I've been stuck in the house. And yesterday I'm out and I'm just like, yo, I got so much work at home. And I'm like, it's a lot of work. And I stopped myself immediately. And I'm like, but Brian, you prayed for that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Just say, God, I thank you. I appreciate you. I thank you for that, you know, because you asked him for that and he gave you that. And I just kind of feel like I'm speaking for myself. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times you will pray for something and then when it comes, you're like, dang, man, I got to do this again. I got to do all of this. Not thinking like, but you.
0: You asked for this. You asked for that. So then your prayer has to change. God, help me. Yeah. Guide me to those who are going to help me to mass produce yeah. these clothes so and that really, I don't have to make so much right. by myself because I'm tired.
1: Right, right.
0: You know what I so I went and saw Beyonce's movie, um, and in the in the midst of the movie she's like I I haven't um, had a day off in forty four days I think that was the number yeah. so now when I like because I'm you know the strike has ended I got thrown right back into work they didn't take a second they threw us straight into the deep end and then I still need to complete you know I'm still filming the podcast yeah you know Saturday's supposed to be a day you know to sleep in and I'm yeah. like you're right as soon as I go to say. I'm like, nope, get up, get up. You got to clean up. You want that podcast? Like, God is not going to give you something that you don't work for. He doesn't just, you don't say, oh, hey, I want a podcast. And he said, boom, you got a podcast. Right. I mean, he does say, boom, you got a podcast. But at the end of the day, he's not going to give me something he knows I'm not going to steward well.
1: Absolutely. So it's
0: like I wake up in the morning. I'm like, all right, get up. Or, uh, you know, I'm like, even with, with, you know, Tanya is is one of the producers on the show. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even now, so like reminding me because now my plate is super full. So it's like, I just, you know, learning how to digest that and not complain and allowing God to just show me, all right, look, you asked for all this. If you, if I've given it to you, I'm never going to give you more than you can handle. So let me show you, but watch your mouth because it's power in the tongue and the things that come out of your mouth. I say this to a lot of my friends all the time. Like I say, uh, I'm like, watch what you say.
1: Yeah.
0: Watch what you say because it's the truth. Like, I try not to say I'm tired because it's like when you keep saying I'm tired, then you, you're tired. It's you tired. become tired. It's yeah. like, no, I'm going to get through this. When you change your mindset, everything changes. And you're right. That's I mean, that's great advice because we do. We'll pray for something and then we'll get it and yeah, then we'll man. be like, oh, God, I'm so tired. Why yeah. am I so tired? I wish I didn't have so much work to do. And also, you know, recognize when it's happening. Yeah, no, that is true. I mean, I was just saying to them, it's the little things. The location has changed. The equipment has changed. The camera person has mm-hmm. changed. You know, like, you know, even my comfortability, like, we're in my house now. Right. You know, it's like those small, small things. Like, yeah, you could complain about all kind of things, you know. So, Brian, I'm so happy that you came. Yeah, like whenever that. whenever you want, I'm on. I appreciate that.
1: All right. So, you can reach me on Instagram at uh, at, uh remington.lamont. My website is on, uh is in my bio, is remingtonlamont.com. All purchases could be made, whether you purchase on the website or you can hit my DM. Um, I take Zelle Cash App and Apple Pay. Uh, My door is open. My phone is open. What else? Um, Oh, I'm doing a pop-up in February. It's going to be in
0: um, Lower East Side. And they can follow your page later on, and and that's where all that will be. Yeah, facts. Yeah, that's um, dope. Yeah, good stuff. So right now, it's just Brian and Remington Lamont.
1: That's a fact. Thank you guys for supporting me. I make sure I say that all the time. Yeah, people need to hear that. You know, we don't get a lot of thank yous and I love yous, but we we need to
0: push that. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. And until next time, peace.